Today's episode of the Scribes of Summer is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from the experts at GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Find us on smart speakers or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. You can also listen at gotomeeting.com slash tips. That's gotomeeting.com slash tips. Welcome to the Scribes of Summer, the athletics podcast about the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm Pedro Mora, and over there is uh, Andy McCullough. <laughs> you can introduce me. What, what did I do? I just wanted to let you introduce yourself, man. You deserve Thanks, that. Thanks, man. I, that's really kind of you. I appreciate that. How are you? I'm okay. How are you, man? About the same. Um, that's good. Settling into whatever this is. I think it's life is what it's oh, called yeah. now. Mm-hmm. This is just what life looks like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, you want to talk about the Dodgers? What ha- what's happened with the Dodgers yeah, since, uh, since we last spoke to fans? It appears the major thing is that uh, the strength and conditioning coach, Brandon McDaniel, is running classes uh, on their website. That appears to be the main Dodgers Yeah, thing. yeah. They also agreed to a... Um, this sounds ridiculous. I'm just going to ignore what you said. Uh, this sounds ridiculous to happen right now. You know, I'm sure fans who saw this bit of news as they were, you know, cooking or dealing with their kids at home, they, they were very surprised to see that the, the Dodgers are actually going to be on television now, uh, much more broadly than than before for the last five years. And you know, whenever this whenever the season does happen, you know, or next season. Andy, what was your, you know, what, what do you take away from from this? What was your surprise level? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely surprising because this had been such a long-standing issue, and it appeared the two sides were obviously at a stalemate. But um, I think, as you can probably explain better than I can, there was impetus on both sides to get this done because if there are baseball games this year, people are going to want to watch those more than ever because they're not going to be played with fans in attendance, or almost certainly they're not going to be played with fans in attendance at, at very least at the start. Um. The, the problem is that it's unclear when exactly the games are going to begin. So it's kind of like a, uh, I don't know if it's bittersweet. It's anticlimactic. It's really just bitter. Anticlimactic. A- yeah. Yeah. Right. Imagine if they'd, yeah. if they'd announced that the day before opening day, you know, of a, of a, of a regular right. season. I mean, it'd be huge. Right. Right. So. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this has been, you know, like the, as much as the Dodgers hate it when this topic is brought up and especially when it was brought up when we worked at our former employer who they uh, seem to believe is the only outlet that thinks this thing is real um anyway uh you know like this was a major issue for um dodgers fans you couldn't see the team if if you for a significant number of people could not see the team who lived in los angeles and that doesn't even get into you know people in las vegas and other you know sort of areas who were blacked out so um it was a it was a real source of frustration and so yeah it does feel anticlimactic that like this thing this like six-year stalemate has finally been resolved except for there's not going to be a resolution in sight time yeah. soon for them to air yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's, it's it's bizarre, but yeah, as you as you were sort of indicating, I think we actually might have been BSing about this like a, a couple podcasts ago about how wouldn't how how better to ratchet up demand than to to re, you know to remove fans from the from in person fans from the equation, right? I mean, it's for both sides. It just makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. The only issue is that it's you know it's several months at the at the least until there is baseball. So 
it's a it's a bizarre it's a it's a it's a it's an yeah. appropriate way to end a really weird saga um uh, in in some ways right i mean the, the <laughs> yes. idea that yeah you know i occasionally yeah. over the years i would um i would be talking about my job to somebody i like a friend from high school or college who doesn't pay attention to sports like we'd be somewhere in you know like in milwaukee or something like that like it on the on the during the baseball beat and i would mention as part of some story some elongated story i would say like oh yeah and the dodgers aren't on tv in la and they would you know invariably <laughs> people would say what like it's just not a thing that you know. It's, it makes no sense. It makes it never made any sense. Yeah. It never made a bit of sense. So whenever we have baseball, it will be fixed. Yeah. No. They they will definitely be showing baseball games at some point in 2021. Uh, I do not know if they will be showing them in 2020. I do believe Major League Baseball is gonna give it the old college try, but uh, we shall see. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's amazing that like, you know, sometimes you see sort of you know like stuff reported that's like uh you know major league baseball hopes to get the season going by june 1st or like major league baseball would like to get the season going by july 4th or you know they're just kind of throwing out dates and then like yesterday it was found out that you know like tigers can get the coronavirus and it's just kind of like how can anyone try and predict what is going to happen like we just found out cats can get this you know there's just no one understands this disease and anyone who tells you they understand what's going on and they know what's going to happen uh does not so yeah other than that things are all right yeah or that that um that bronx zoo thing really did surprise me So. Have you watched Tiger King? No, man. You asked me that already a few days right. ago. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to hold off. <laughs> There's just so much buzz. It's like, whoa, <laughs> man. I gotta. I gotta stay away from that buzz. I, I like how you say no, man, as if as if I've been harassing you about. You Tiger already King. asked I me. Asked like, it's just like I texted yeah. you. I was just curious. That was several days ago. It's, no, no, I have not. I don't know if I would recommend oh, it. You you recommended it to me when you texted it the first time. So I thought about yeah. it and I've changed my mind. I'm wary. And I understand that, that a lot of things that are popular are, are, are good, but I'm when there's so much at one time, I'm, I'm a little wary. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not a, as uh it's kind of, it's a lot sadder, I think, than it's being um, projected out as. It's a very sad show. The last okay, I don't know. I really know almost nothing about it. So, but the last time there was a Netflix huh. show that that uh, that went viral that we uh, that we talked about, uh, I'm I still I still quite like that show. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, making a murder? No, we. Ne- I mean, not, I never saw that, so no, I don't think we could have talked about it. Oh. American what Vandal. Show oh, that show's great. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> you know who else really likes that show? Who? Stan Caston. That guy, you know, Stan and I, we have um we had a nice discussion in, in spring training about food. We we're uh, we're in alignment on some things it seems. So. That's definitely true. Yeah. That's definitely true. Anyway, what have you been up to lately work-wise? What are you working on? There's um, nothing going on with the Dodgers, right? We get there's nothing new. No, unless you count patterns. Ross Stripling posting to his Instagram story a, a pretty pretty great video of him singing very out of key to uh to a, a country song um in a vacant gym and i guess like the, the the gym manager must be monitoring him or something like that and it was it was it was, it was very good i highly recommend watching that <laughs> very entertaining as someone who's a terrible singer i really enjoy watching other people who are also very bad oh man these are dark times okay. um what else has been going on i spent uh, i spent a couple days uh last week over the weekend working on this this 
weird, weird story that publishes, it should be publishing right around the same time you guys are hearing this, uh, about uh, a falling sack of flour. Um, it's not a joke. During a, during a September 1971 game at Dodger Stadium, um, I, I found out about it from a Sam Miller story uh, at ESPN, a, fr- a friend of yours, a great baseball writer, uh, wrote a wrote a thing about the memeiest I think events in in for uh, each baseball team something that would have mm-hmm. uh, that would have been a big deal and online and whatever team's history and he you know for the Dodgers he mentioned that uh, there were a bunch of p- possibilities including uh, the you know the time that Rick Monday saved the flag uh, mm-hmm. the time that the flower fell at Dodger Stadium the, the and I was like I'd never heard of that in my life <laughs> um, as someone right. who grew up in Southern California has you know grew up on Vin Scully it, I just had never you know it just it I, it was one of those audible you know what in the world moments so I just started looking into it read a lot of old newspapers and found that um it's just a bizarre thing and uh it nearly killed a player it nearly killed the Cincinnati Red so I talked to the Cincinnati Red um who still thinks about it uh 50 years later and uh he it was uh i guess i don't want to spoil it exactly but it's kind of been a mystery how exactly it happened for all this time for the people who do mm-hmm. care which is very few um but it's been a it's been a uh, ongoing mystery where the flower came from right so to briefly set it it's like a, it sounds like it's about eight nine o'clock on a on a summer saturday uh, labor day weekend it's a it's a tight game it's a pennant race dodgers versus the reds they're kind of their rival at the time and uh, both like pitchers are doing really well. Al Downing's on the mound on his way to a comeback player of the year award. And uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just a, a massive sack of flour between 10 and 25 pounds, <laughs> depending on who you uh, who you listen to, just falls from the sky. And you just it, it, it creates a massive noise upon landing on the infield dirt and scares the living shit out of uh, Woody Woodward, the shortstop, and Tony Perez, who's at third base. Um, right. And the guy, Woody Woodward immediately realizes, like, oh my God, if I was standing 10 feet away, it would have killed me right there. So it's just... And it was a big, it was a big story the next day, and in all the beat writers' stories, you know, it led all the coverage on Sunday. And then as of Monday, it was no longer in any LA paper it appears to have never been mentioned after that Sunday and it seems like it's one of those things that it could have been a huge story like I'm imagining that if I happened if that happened to me when I was covering the Angels for the LA Times like I would have written that for like 11 days straight like (laughs) (laughs) like what you know what what like what and so it makes me how many moments in in history do we just forget um and do we misremember over time, right? Everyone that I talked to a bunch yeah. of people for, and, and the pitcher Al Downey swore, you know, really friendly fellow, great guy. He he swore that the no one was on the field when it happened, and that and that it, mm-hmm. it landed in between first and second. Other everyone mm-hmm. got the position of the flower wrong. The only thing we can rely on is the newspaper accounts, <laughs> um, and even then there are there's some disputes. There's differing accounts. Yes, um, there's the, the the key point of differ, uh, differentiation is that so in addition to the flower falling from the sky there was a there was a chicken a rogue chicken that emerged Mm. into the outfield um one of the stories says it was before right before the flower and so that's why no one saw the flower fall from the sky Mm -hmm. and was especially Mm -hmm. especially surprised when it hit another one says it was after Mm -hmm. and served to only add to the to the disarray you know we just don't know we just don't know it was a crazy thing um and i just tried to, to to look into it a little bit and maybe come up with an answer for how the hell that flower could have fallen out of the sky. <laughs> so read the story when, if you're uh, interested. 
Yeah, it's a uh, it's a very goofy and interesting story. Um, when you were calling people for this, were they surprised or was it like, oh yeah, the flower story? <laughs> uh, Woody Woodward, the man who was nearly hit by it, he uh, he was not surprised. Apparently, uh, he's been asked about it over the years many times because it's sort of on his Wikipedia page, like it's it's the last bit of tr- like th- you know it says it describes his career, his tenure or so major league career. Then he became a GM, and then it says during a nineteen. 19- 1971 game he was nearly hit by a falling sack of flowers so he says that i really like this detail he said that he's a scout now and he'll he'll be at games right. and like a, a like a he said like teenagers often or some like a young like sometimes even kids with their parents will um will introduce themselves to him ask what he does ask his name and then like an inning, mm-hmm. inning later once they like have stopped talking to him and googling him they'll just ask him about the flower because they'll inevitably <laughs> they'll, read they'll the wikipedia page so he's <laughs> so he's used to it but everyone else i mean when i, I called al downing um and he lives in my hometown mm-hmm. in santa clarita and uh and uh i i i he picked or it didn't pick up it went to his voicemail and i'm like explaining mm-hmm. to him you know i'm like hey this message is for al downing i'm a reporter i'd like to ask you about this flower incident and uh that you're uh that you were on the mound for in uh 49 years ago and i was about mm-hmm. to finish uh and just say like hey you can give me a call at this number anytime and uh and then he picks up the phone and like i don't you know i don't talk to very many people on landlines these days um, right 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 and he picks up the phone and he just goes yeah i remember i remember and i was like what what is happening right now whoa <laughs> yeah and uh and then he, we talked about he it was for a screening while. the call yeah he was screening the call you know and understandable you know we all do that nowadays but on it's a little different on voice on like a landline right things. um on so landline, yeah it uh <laughs> it was it was a funny wait, thing wait did he say hello or did he just the say the first I thing remember. i heard was i remember and i was like what is happening you know it, it, when you're when you when you're cooped up like this and you're just like reaching out to another human and then all of a sudden you think you're speaking to no oh, one yeah. and then it really jarred me yeah man. yeah and we ended up talking just, about it for wow. quite a while it was a he's a, it was it was great yeah. everyone i spoke to remembered it except for one man um ron rapaport uh the la times dodgers beat writer okay um and i think it's great fred claire who was the uh who became the gm of the team uh, who was at that point working in pr right. he said that ron rapaport has a great memory right. by his recollection but in this case i called ron and um he has no recollection whatsoever of writing this story um and he thought i it sounded like he thought i was making it up as i read it to him um but i wasn't i promise so it was it was a good time i enjoyed that uh that part and uh then i talked to another old beat writer gordon varel who i've heard wonderful stories about over the years okay and um and i told him about how everyone was misremembering certain parts uh, accounts were differing and he goes oh you have your story right there <laughs> all these guys <laughs> all these old guys don't know what they're talking about so it's a, l- oh, a fun nice. little ditty on uh on memory on memory yeah do you have a uh like a favorite uh like when you, of all your years on the beat do you have like a favorite moment that no one cares about or it seems like you're the only one who remembers it oh that's a good question um on the field moment or like an interview you're, you're talking about uh, on the field either or either or yeah on the on the field preferably hmm. well that's a good one um I, I this isn't something that no one remembers and i'm sure you've heard me talk about this because i talk about it a lot mm-hmm. but in like 2014 when i was a backup uh there was this Jonas Cespedes throw from left field at uh, Angel uh-huh. Stadium that uh was from the wall to home plate on yeah. a, on a line and i i 
stood up from my seat and screamed, holy shit, as it happened. <laughs> and it remains, it remains the most exciting play, like, uh, out of nowhere that I've ever... It was in the middle of a game, a, a midsummer game between the A's and the Angels. Um, mm-hmm. Not notable. And I still remember the path of the ball in my in my mind. Um, so, that would probably be that. I mean, it's like a thing that you can find that highlight on YouTube. It's not that uh, mm-hmm. unusual or un, un, right. uh, unthought of, but it, it means a lot more to me than it seems like it does to others. Um, I'm, gotcha. I'm, I'm amazed by it. I love a good, you know, a good outfield throw. A great outfield throw is one of my favorite parts of baseball. Gotcha. What about you? Gotcha. Uh, I always remember when, uh, when Jeremy Guthrie, uh, caught a line drive on the mound to end an inning and just chucked the ball into the upper deck of Kauffman stadium. Uh, cause he was angry that he'd given up a couple runs in the beginning of the inning. Love a good ball <laughs> so truck. Yeah. He just, he just caught the ball. It was like his, it was just, he caught it, he double tapped and then he just chucked it into the stands. It was awesome. That reminds um, me of the Eduardo Rodriguez one after the, the glove throw after the Puig home run. Oh, in the, World the, glove throw. the glove throw, man, yeah. that moment could have been, if the if <laughs> that game had not went awry that moment would have been forever remembered that yeah that's a that's a classic right there i yeah. love that glove throw uh, man the, the immediacy <laughs> of it is i watch it like every once in a while i still pull it up it's it's a <laughs> just, good time and i'm not a youtube guy it, like you are but i just go to youtube yeah. just to watch that glove throw i'm gonna well, do it right yeah, now the ball the ball isn't out of his isn't even out of the stand no 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 it's like half it's 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 the first action. Like, it's the first thing that happens after Boogie gets the home run. It's incredible. It's just great. The I, I'll never get over how good it is. Like, the just how... Yeah, it, it, it'd be, it would be much less meaningful to me if it was seven seconds later. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'll watch it. Uh, let's see. Hold on. This is great pod. Did I just interrupt it with the audio of watching this video? I don't know. But anyway, it's a good time. Yeah, the ball is... The, the, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's well before it lands. Yeah, the first thing. So good. Puig makes contact. Puig lifts his, lifts his arms, and then Rodriguez throws the glove. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, another good another good Dodgers moment uh, that just kind of like fades away or something was uh, in Game Two of the 2017 NLDS when uh, Rich Hill got a clubhouse attendant to oh, make a sign. sign that said that said "Make some noise," and he brought and he it into in the dugout. It, right? Yeah. And he was just holding a huge sign that said "Make some noise" and got, and got kicked out. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's a baseball story or a Rich Hill story, but either one is great, you know? Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, how uh, are you, do you feel like you're uh, doing an okay job sort of finding things to write about during this time period? No, not really. Um, not really. If you have any suggestions, you or Andy or you, the listener, I would, I would yeah. gladly, um, I would gladly take them. Um, I've got a couple like things on the radar, but yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm hopeful that over time, people are you know people are home right now, which is easy to I mean makes it easier yeah. to contact them on their landlines. So I'm I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I think I'm going to shoot for the um the old old story demographic and just kind of contact a bunch of people who are at home right now, and uh, mm-hmm. people who would would ordinarily be tougher to reach on landlines and uh, see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I just got to find some angles. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, you know, a bit of the same. I think I've, I've tried to stay relatively current in terms of writing about doing a little bit of 
reporting on kind of what's going on with the big picture stuff. I wrote a thing last week just kind of laying out all the issues of baseball coming back, and I'm kind of in touch with, you know, Rosenthal and things like that who's been on top of all of this. But it's just – it's hard. You know, it's – um it's challenging to find interesting aspects uh, to write about on, in a broader sense, I think, um, because I don't know there's there's a ton of reader interest in like, you know, what the union is doing, allotting money for different sort of guys. Um, and so it's just a it's a bit of a challenge, but got a got a bunch of uh, cool, uh, relatively cool, um, you know, sort of uh retrospective type projects in the works that are you know gonna be okay hopefully and just uh you know take things as they come take it take it a day at a time a story at a time i guess it's uh it's a challenge but you know it's whatever it's not an actual challenge it's just you know trying to come up with interesting stories at a time when people you know really want to read they just don't know uh you know, they just, they just, it's just hard to know what, what folks want to read, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to read your stories, Andy. Thanks, man. That means a lot. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. And I think in the, in the weeks to come, we're maybe going to do another uh, movie episode, a baseball flick episode, something like that. What do you think, Andy? Yeah, that works. Yeah, I think that works. Yeah. There's a ton more that we could watch. I don't know. Cool, cool, cool. Remember, we should do another episode on Everybody Wants Some. Yeah, that's fine. I can do that. <laughs> I, can I do love that, that movie. Let's just do it I again really in the enjoyed month. that movie. I'm glad you did. Man. <laughs> yeah, just be like, hey, we got a good movie recommendation for you guys. That movie's a great time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, remember, you can get 40% off an annual athletic subscription at theathletic.com slash DodgerPod. Talk to you next week.